I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes 3. Welcome to Heroes 3, the bi-weekly podcast where three friends explore the best, worst, and everything in between in the world of Asian cinema. And this week, we're finishing our look, kind of finishing our look at the, the Lucky Stars movies with a movie that is the Lucky Stars movie, but still is is kind of our, our, our kung fu comfort food, like we've been saying. Um, and that is Dragons Forever from 1988. Uh, 1988. Oh man, That's I'm imagining a gong like just went off, and I'm like mm-hmm. singing yeah. a prayerful pose. Oh, dude, I can't <laughs> believe we're doing this. It's amazing. Yeah, this is a this is a big one. This is um, literally kind of the the follow up, essentially, to uh, Wheels on Meals, which yeah. was just our fourth episode, and the reason that the podcast even exists. Totally. Yeah, yeah so. this could almost be a title for for our show too. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, gosh, yeah, what an incredible way to kind of cap off an era um this to date is the last film to feature our heroic trio um kind of in front of the camera jackie chan sammo hong yun Byu. and so it's you know it's kind of an end to that set of films which is sometimes a little hard to define and it also feels like kind of the end of an era um from this point on Jackie's train is just rolling and um, America isn't, isn't far, you know, isn't far away. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, flash forward, fast forward a few more years and, you know, Hong Kong cinema won't be the thing it had been so reliably in the eighties and seventies. And yeah, I don't know. I got real nostalgic uh, rewatching this, Um, but you can't get too choked up because you're, only ever five or six minutes away from an incredible action <laughs> yeah. sequence. And boy, I'm so glad Dragon Forever was made when it was, because we still do have these three guys kind of in their in their prime. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, it's awesome. We mentioned that um, they kind of share this origin story. Um, they met first at a famous speaking opera school that was headed by um, Yu Jim Yun. Um, that's where um they that's where at least Yun Byu gets his uh his Yun from. It's an honorific for their teacher. And at one point they all had a Yun based name. Um but those seven little fortunes, uh I kind of think Dragons Forever might be the movie that has the most fortunes <laughs> involved because we've yeah. got our trio. We also have a Core Yun or Yun Kue, um, who's another one of the directors on the film and uh, stuntmen. You have uh, Yun Mo is in there. Yeah, he shows up a bit. Yun Wa as the antagonist. And Yun Wa is like mm-hmm. the villain. Oh, yeah. So we mm-hmm. get He's pretty close enough. to rounding out a set of seven. And I think we mentioned right. before, um, you know, seven is a lucky number in Chinese culture. So it was important that it was seven little fortunes. But really, it's kind of a set of around maybe a dozen or so folks yeah. that can kind of get pulled in. And uh, it's <laughs> it's cool if... Uh, if you go looking for photos of the Seven Little Fortunes, there have been a couple of events like honoring um, their teacher. And mm. um, at each of those events, it was a slightly different grouping of seven, but they made sure <laughs> that they had like, yeah, seven dudes um, ready gotta, to take the picture. Get yeah. cute seven. <laughs> yeah, we, we, you mentioned 
uh, Corey Ewan, and he helped out with the director's chair for this film. Uh, it seemed like it was kind yeah, of as a, did Jackie. It's yeah, interesting Jackie that Jackie doesn't well, get a yeah. big credit, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seemed like it was a kind of a rushed production because they were trying to make it in time for the Chinese New Year. And it's really cool to think about these guys kind of firing on all cylinders. You've got Jackie's stunt team involved. You've got Samo's stunt team involved. And these guys were already at such a, I don't know, they were they were just working at such high efficiency that um, you can kind of feel the energy leaping off of the screen when you watch this movie. And I like that we are covering this even though it's not directly related to the Lucky Stars, I like that we're covering this afterwards because it kind of put uh, Wheels on Meals and Dragons Forever kind of in a perspective for me that yeah, I didn't consider I before. So I, I kind of feel like Wheels on Meals has a lot more DNA closer to the Lucky Stars to me now, really looking at Dragons Forever like w- under a closer uh, lens. And um, I think it was in... Winners and Sinners, I mentioned that Jackie's scene seem like he's in another film and just kind right. of popping in for certain segments. And I feel like Wheels on Meals <laughs> is the inverse of that, where you're seeing the Jackie Chan side of a Lucky Stars movie where he would cameo for certain parts because you've got that inverse oh, I love that. thing <laughs> with, uh, you know, our our loony bin with uh, Richard Ng and John Sham and all of those guys. Right. And um, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and uh, Dragons Forever is much more of an answer to what uh, I, I guess like a more of a like a police story uh, sure. would bring. And actually thinking yeah, about that too, and having us covered a lot of the gun action films on the male side and the female side, um, I feel like the tone that they set with Dragons Forever, even though there's a lot of comedy involved, I feel like a lot of the creative choices that they went with with this film kind of set them more in line with the trends that were going on uh, in the mid to late 80s when it comes yeah. to yeah. Uh, no, I think that's action. I think that's a good point. Actually, um, after rewatching the movie, I feel like it's a really nice cap to the Lucky Stars mm. series the sense that I get is that Samo is clearly done with the lucky stars energy. And, (laughs) and I I don't view that in like a totally negative way, Um, but there's the sense that with dragons forever yet, he is trying to kind of steer towards a slightly different tone. Like you're saying, Carlos, it's interesting. um, Any of the behind the scenes conversations with the cast or with Samo, they're all talking about wanting to do something that they hadn't done before. And um, I think Bay Logan mentions it on the commentary. It's actually pretty bold for Hong Kong filmmakers of this time because, you know, audiences would have been perfectly fine with just more of the same, more of the same. Mm. And after three Lucky Stars films, that was, if, if we had any kind of criticism, that's probably what, like, the direction that the three of us were kind of going. It's like, <laughs> okay, yeah, they're coming up with some new gags, but there's a yeah. lot of repetition here. And with Dragons Forever... It seems this is mostly led by Samo. They're really trying to go um, in a new direction compared to their old films and also really play against type. It sounds like some of those choices might have hurt them in the Hong Kong box office, but I would say Dragons Forever has a really great reputation these days and internationally for fans of kung fu 
films. And I, I think part of that is because it's it's just it's not the same old on autopilot. You know, it was shot so rapidly. We basically have those three units that we mentioned, Samuel's unit, Koryun's unit, and Jackie's unit, um, kind of going their separate ways if it's not a scene involving, you know, the trio together. And mm. it's crazy how much they got shot. Not only that, but that these sequences are like legendary. It's yeah. How do you do that? Yeah. yeah, and that most of the movie is shot on locations. There's a couple of scenes where you have a set that you're working in, but um, most of it seems like they were going from place to place shooting the whole time. And um, I'd also say that uh, it kind of suffered in, in Japan for some of those reasons that you mentioned too. I, I remember reading somewhere that, well, I, I also listened, yeah, Jackie's... Um, his 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 biography that goes into some of the details where he's talking about how passionate the Japanese fangirls were yeah. for him <laughs> and um, <laughs> what passionate's a kind of nice way to describe it. Some yeah. of the stories are more psychotic than right. I think they'd but... be a little more in line with Yumbu's yeah, character. Yeah, because there was like film. an actual um, suicide, like yeah. completed suicide from one of the fans, and then there's a famous story of. A girl that um, came to the Golden Harvest Studios, like, and poisoned herself, but they were able to to save her, luckily. But yeah, after that point, you know, there's a really concerted effort to to try to avoid romantic mm. stuff for Jackie. But it's interesting <laughs> you read that in like a biography or something, and then you look at Dragons Forever, you realize like, well, no, they're still being pretty bold. It's not. Yeah. Um, it doesn't seem like there's some kind of embargo or something. Um, but like you're saying, Carl, they probably did pay for it because we should say in this film, Jackie has a pretty prominent, you know, romantic relationship. Right. They didn't want uh, the, the the Japanese fans didn't want to see Jackie committed to a relationship. They, There's they, a similar thing with the Beatles, like during Beatlemania, there's like a famous story where I think it was on one of the Ed Sullivan appearances. They had like a little title under the screen during a close up to John said like, Oh, sorry, ladies, he's married because he, he and Cynthia had been married by that point. And then there was within the Beatles enterprise, there was like a big hubbub about that. And it's like, OK, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to kind of go public the, with that stuff. Um, <laughs> keep down the down, though. I picture like soccer hooligans, but they're all these young girls like throwing chairs and <laughs> setting fire to things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but it, it's kind of wild that um, you know these these de- decisions would affect the performance of a film itself, mm-hmm. and especially uh, for these guys. I w- I wouldn't say that the film wasn't successful, but it it just didn't land like they expected it to. Yeah, and I don't think that that's the reason that they didn't reunite. Right. But but I mean, yeah, there's I that figured... interview with Sammo where it, it's hard to say how like genuine he's being but he seems to say like well no one's asked the three of us to do a movie mm-hmm. again um, did we, i ever tell you we, guys about my dream project what um no it, please it's it's a little uh, too late okay. for it now but like 15 years what? ago i was like uh what would have been amazing is if you had had a movie called pochi lam and it's basically samo oh. is butcher wing and i think you Yoon did Biu mention is Foon, yeah and jackie would be wong fei hong and you'd like bring them all together and have like a so you'd have like an opportunity for a trio movie and they're actually like reprising those roles. But. That'd be dope. I do remember that we talked about uh, how Rob B. Hood 
uh, the mid two thousands film. Yeah, that was meant to be that a was trio film, yeah. and that would have been boy, really cool. I can remember when that when the movie was in production and when it was greenlit, and oh, I was so excited. And then at some point, like just before production, they said like, actually, Samo is not available to do it, and then it wasn't clear mm-hmm. whether Yunbu. So Yunbu is actually in the movie, so we do mm-hmm. get a really awesome sequence with he and Jackie with like the handcuffs and everything. Yeah. It's, it's a cool fun movie fight, too but, in its own way. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. um, yeah. The movie that could have been. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, it's interesting. Cause you were saying about how there's the three different like crews that were all filming stuff basically yeah. at the same time. And you definitely can feel that. Cause oh, while sure. like this is definitely a vehicle for the three of them. And I love seeing them together. They definitely aren't together as much as they are in, in wheels on mules. And, and I haven't seen project day, but I'm guessing in project day also, but yeah, but like all three of them are amazing and they kind of, and the further we'll get to it with the final scene, but the final scenes almost like the three of them taking turns doing their, their cool big uh, final showdown. No, I think that's a good description. I think you're totally right. It would, um, it don't, there's almost the sense that they're mindful of that and they kind of compensate by having these really memorable um, trio sequences. In fact, I kind of think if you're looking back on their uh, contributions as a unit, um, the, some of these Dragons Forever sequences pop up really prominently in your mind. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, especially that one-on-one-on-one fight in the parking lot. Oh, yeah, gosh. yeah. And I love that whenever the three of them are together, it's almost always for comedy. <laughs> Yeah, like whenever totally. they're whenever they're doing stuff individually, they look cool. They're cool kung fu supermen. But whenever they're all together, they're like kung fu three stooges. Yeah, so yeah. great, dude. The NGs with the three of them and everyone's like breaking and then just like pointing at who broke. I could just like <laughs> watch that probably eight <laughs> hours in a row. It's yeah, I yeah, it just made me so happy watching that. We'll have to make some gifs of that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We can talk a little bit about the different releases. So, like, um, there's a couple of scenes that are cut out of the film for the Hong Kong version that are included in the Japanese version. And um, those are both focusing on Yoon Byu's character. Actually, yeah, Yoon Byu uh, being having his own kind of dr- market draw in Japan. You could almost call it like the Yoon Byu cut of the, of the <laughs> film. Love it. <laughs> and uh, they, aren't, they aren't terribly necessary, but... I do really enjoy them, and I think that his character, even though, like we said, they're all playing against type, I, I actually love Yoon Byu playing this kind of, I don't Dude, know. Dude, Yoon Byu is so crazy, funny in this movie, yeah. and it's like, it's not a character you've really ever seen yeah. anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, yeah, he's kind of he's just kind of a weirdo. Yeah, he's like <laughs> he's... Um, Murdoch in the A-Team. Is that the crazy guy? Yeah, yeah, he's a little... Uh... Yep. Un- unpredictable. Yeah, he's both deranged, but he has these like really righteous, like religious and like spiritual values yeah, this or whatever. Strange, like um, twisted morality going on. Yeah. But so one of the deleted scenes actually gives us some lucky stars linkage because mm-hmm. uh Stanley Fung plays his uh therapist. And then um and the other deleted scene has Yunbu's character returning to the therapist office. Um but they've all been tied up by these uh, bandits. And so he buzzes in on the intercom, gets one of the bandits who 
kind of pretends to be a therapist and gives him really terrible advice, which actually <laughs> fills in kind of a gap yeah. in the movie, um, mm. which gotcha. we'll get to a little later. But yeah, so um, we've got, uh, I mean, we're fortunate these days. We're, again, we're using the Hong Kong Legends uh, DVD. That's what I shared with you guys. But I also have the 88 Films Blu-ray that was just recently released. And it's amazing, honestly. Like, it's, Are there like um, different viewing options where you can see the deleted scenes like integrated yeah. into them? So oh, the movie? Wow. So the first disc has like the uh, Hong Kong release version. And then the second disc has the Japanese release with the deleted scenes and the NGs at the end of the credits. And uh, it also has the uh, d- dub version of the film as well. And uh, yeah, the, the effort that they put into that release is really great. It's 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 jam-packed with features it includes a lot of the features from the hong kong legends release and then they actually went and yeah added more features a little featurette there's a new interview with benny the jet and there's um kind of a retrospective on the film uh with a lot of notable people within i would say the hong kong cinema I don't know, fan base right now, like kind sure, of like sure. uh, names you would recognize like Mike Leader. He he also provides a commentary track. There's a new commentary track and, and he shares a commentary duty on that. Um, But yeah, it, it's super good. And we also uh, were talking about the uh, Eureka release for the Lucky Stars trilogy that we covered. So I, I know we recently talked about how blu-rays were kind of not as substantial releases lately but i feel like these companies like 88 films and eureka and uh different companies like this are really putting yeah. a lot of effort into restoring these and i mean we got the police story set from criterion yeah, and the bruce lee set so it's actually pretty cool right now if you own a blu-ray player and you're into this <laughs> yeah. stuff you're getting a lot of uh gifts from yeah, uh, man. fans so let's it, keep it coming this yeah exciting. Well, let's take a look at the movie itself, but first let's take a look at the back of the VHS. A businesswoman engages in a battle with a shady chemical plant to protect her business. And when the court gets involved, the chemical plant fights dirty. They hire a hotshot lawyer and ladies man, Jackie Lung, to dig up dirt on the woman and her fishery. Jackie is joined by his friends Wong Fei-Hung and Tung Tai Bao to get close to Miss Yip and her star witness, Win Mei Ling. But emotions get into the mix, and Jackie and his friends realize the true villains they're working for. Sammo Hung brings you the ultimate pairing of your favorite trio. Jackie Chan, Yun Biu, and Sammo join forces with Dini Yip and Pauline Young to defeat Yun Hua, Benny the Jet, and all your favorite Hong Kong action stars. They may have teamed up for the last time, but they will be dragons forever. So this movie starts with a different kind of a different thing that we've seen in the past. Uh, it's a, a, again, I, I wanted to kind of wanted to say in the intro, you can feel that this movie it's weird. The movie's only a few years after these lucky stars movies, but yeah. it feels completely different in a lot of ways. Like, the beginning of it feels a lot more a better tomorrow than mm-hmm. uh, my lucky stars. So no, that's a great like, observation. And yeah, that like what, even yeah. just a few years made a made a big difference. Yeah, our three years, our three leads feel a little more like uh, world worn or or something. Um, yeah, a little more mature. And yeah, it's almost it'd be difficult to picture um, 
like a crazy madcap comedy sequence in this in this film. Um, but yeah, I love this particular moment of time that's being captured. You're so right, Matthew. It has some hints of, uh, yeah, some of the, the early great John Woo films that have just been made and are just about to, <laughs> to be made. Um, this is, I think one of the first Jackie films that has any kind of steady cam in it. Um, although the steady cam is only used for a few shots and none of them are, are action shots i don't think but um oh yeah i didn't i wasn't even looking for that um but but yeah it's uh i mean how it's funny like whatever analysis we can pull out of this movie still feels kind of like a miracle when you think of how speedily it was made but basically when you have people that can rely on each other this well you know we open with yun was the villain like we said uh, he grew up, he's one of the seven, uh, little fortune. So it's almost like, um, kind of our main cast and crew have some kind of ESP going on. And, uh, these were the only people that could produce a movie at this level in this short of time. I mean, these are probably the only people that could produce a movie of this level period, but, mm. um, mm. yeah, there's just this kind of momentum to the movie. Um, it also is probably, uh, probably leads to what can feel kind of like a rough around the edges quality to it. But I don't know. I, I kind of love that about it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, to kind of hop on basically what you were saying was, you know, these guys have been, they, they grew up together. They were, they know each other so well, but also as they're getting popular and working in the industry, kind of gathered like-minded stunt workers or performers and uh the thing that i really enjoy about this movie is that even like the the low level grunts are faces that you recognize and they're they're all performing at such a high level so like i think that just pound for pound the performers in this film are just aces all the way through so yeah um, totally yunwa behind him has billy chow and uh by now, this is 88, right? So uh, we've seen him in a bunch of great films mm-hmm. already. And um, you were going to... Yeah, you know, Billy Chow would kind of end up dominating the 90s of Hong Kong. Yeah. Yeah, whenever I saw him, I was like, okay, I recognize him. Whenever I checked on the Hong Kong movie database, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess he is just henchman or bodyguard or whatever he's credited <laughs> mm-hmm. as. Because I was, because we've seen him in so much other stuff, I figured he would have had like a name that I just missed or something. But, but yeah, yeah, he's. I mean, he's great. Pedicab driver with Samo, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. fist, fist of legend. legend. Yeah. yeah, we've seen him perform at such a high level in so many films, and he he gets his own spotlight a little bit at the end of the film. But I mean, just you know, seeing all these dudes around and in the next scene, you know, we see James Tian for a little bit. I, I like to think, you know, we were watching these Lucky Stars films and the more mm. we were watching, the sooner he would get killed in each movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then this one, yeah. he, he literally it culminates gets killed. In, in the, after the two and a half minute mark or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then in the scene following that, you see, you get introduced to Jackie and actually uh, he's he's playing this kind of, I don't know. He's he's kind of a in allegiance like with a the bad lawyer. guys, yeah. So he's yeah. he's bribing, uh, an and he's like a very witness. metropolitan savvy kind of character. But yeah, like you're saying, it's not like the morally pure, you know, Jackie heroes we're used to. Yeah, 
Yeah, so uh, he's out at a restaurant, and then uh, the um, the man that he's representing sends his henchman to kind of pressure this woman, and uh, Jackie's character uh, stands up to defend her. But even still, in the middle of this, and this is also a, just an amazing like we're like three minutes into the movie, and you get an amazing yeah. fight sequence with mm-hmm. a lot of uh, Jackie's own dudes. So we see Rocky and uh, Benny lie uh, among this group, which is really fun to see. Yeah. And um, D- doesn't the sequence already feel like we're we're almost closer to like '90s era Jackie? Definitely, because yeah. there's some. Uh, I'm thinking of one specific stunt. You probably know what I'm talking about where he he kicks a guy back into the restaurant, and he's getting definitely pulled on a wire. Yeah, yeah. like it's like this just straight back pull and you definitely don't see a lot of that stuff until most of or i I think of it as like you know your rumble in the bronx era for sure yeah i totally agree with that yeah and i also like the 80s style jackie's wearing like a corduroy (laughs) suit yeah the the jackets there's suits and jackets are all over the place in this movie (laughs) like every literally everyone is wearing a a blazer at some point in this (laughs) men and women Yep, there's some comedic beats even in the middle of this where Jackie stands on the table and knocks his head on the ceiling fan, which is yeah. really fun. That's a very, yeah, like what you're saying, very 90s Jackie aesthetic, I think. Mm. And um, Mitsubishi's, we're going to see some Mitsubishi's. So he, yeah. oh, he jumps yeah. down on his car that you'll see throughout the rest of... It's a Mitsubishi Gallant. But uh, the other thing that I noticed is um, before he jumps down, they show an establishing shot of the ground below, and you see a black and gray little uh, Mitsubishi, and that's actually the car that he uses in Police Story Two when he's got the bomb strapped to him and he runs oh, into wow. the tunnel. Yeah, oh. it's the same car. <laughs> cool. Yeah, and it's... much like our last couple of movies, um, the production where the production of Police Story was kind of straddling My Lucky Stars and uh, Twinkle Twinkle Lucky Stars. Uh, same thing with Police Story 2. So it's kind of being, some of it had already been shot and then, um, you know, all hands on deck, express train to finish yep. your uh, <laughs> Chinese New Year movie, Dragons Forever, and then um, some more uh, production on Police Story 2. So, um, yeah, that's got to be literally the car. <laughs> yeah, it is. It has yeah. the same plates. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, nice. the same license plate. That's great. <laughs> yep. Um so he defends this girl, and then she kind of yeah. gets in his face saying, this was your fault. But then, uh, surprisingly, I would think to anybody watching yeah. this film, he slaps her back. It's like, yeah. whoa, wait a second. <laughs> like, whoa, Jackie. <laughs> oh, you got to be like that, yeah. Jackie. Yep. Yeah, Pay Logan has a particularly uh, spicy line. <laughs> he says, it would not be a Sam Hung movie without... Um, <laughs> this, like, unnecessary female violence or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yikes. yeah we've talked we've talked we about and we talked about how yeah it's sam has very interesting takes because he also tends to um to at least in this film there's some there's you know pre, at least one pretty strong um female role and yeah. 
um, and as with the action, like we've said multiple times, um, Sam was always making everyone look amazing. And um, even if it's an actress that doesn't have any action experience, he's usually not sidelining her. Um, they're devising some kind of bit of fun um, for her to really look amazing. Yeah, I, I actually feel like the female leads in this movie have a lot of their own agency. They seem very yeah, independent so in their own way. They do get caught up in the, in, you know, like... The, yeah. the bird's nest mm-hmm. of these guys doing all of this stuff. But um, like Deanie Yip and uh, Pauline. Oh, Deanie Yip's amazing. Man, yeah. my only thing is like, I just can't get into Pauline Young as an actress. Like She seems <laughs> it, like a very blank she, slate. Yeah, she's just kind of yeah. not there or something. <laughs> and then you have Crystal Kwok, and I guess this was like her first movie ever. And I feel mm-hmm. like she just pops on screen. Oh, yeah. She she's plays amazing. kind of like... Jackie's like assistant and who, yeah, who's clearly in love with him. It's like, yeah. oh, could we please just like swap these roles? Like, yeah. uh, she'd be so great. And oh, she has yeah, that yeah, classic, like that. the classic eighties. She's gorgeous, but she's wearing big glasses. Yeah. So she's ugly. Well, there's a cool, cool, um, interview with her. And she actually grew up in the States. Um, and so is, um, you know, kind of, uh, bilingual uh natively and she talks about this being her first time on like a hong kong set and she's nervous to meet jackie chan and um the like hair and makeup have just like you're saying matthew they just kind of have her in this like 80s bombshell vibe and she goes and talks to jackie and she's like you know i'm not really comfortable with this look and his first response is like wait who are you it's like People don't do this in Hong Kong. They don't just criticize. But he apparently really like admired her moxie. And because mm-hmm. then the next day, um, Jackie had actually gone over to the team and said, um, yeah, talk to her. Like she wants she wants to kind of approach this character a little differently. So there's yeah. I think is it just one scene where she's like a little more bombshell and then the rest she's kind of. Um, yeah. in the like longer skirt and glasses mm-hmm. um, kind of. Mm-hmm. And then Jackie like. Um, like working with her so much that uh, she does have a part in Police Story too. Um, yeah, she's yeah, one of I, the the cool kids, like the new squad that he teams up with. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty yeah. fun. But um, so the the film, oh, we get a short scene in a courtroom showing Jackie kind of, um, even though he's defending this guy and kind of gets him off, he kind of <laughs> does like vigilante justice and like beats him up in the courtroom. Yeah. And uh, the judge, played by Roy Chow who yeah. um, I can't remember if we've seen him on the podcast before. We, I know we have because I recognized him. I think it was from like a period well, movie. Well, I mean, I don't know. But I was going to say, is this the first time we've seen somebody from Indiana Jones in... <laughs> in... That's where I recognize yeah, him from. Yeah, there we yeah, go. the opening of Temple of That's Doom right, with Temple like the Doom, Lazy Susan yeah. scene. Oh, he's so yep. great in it. Anything goes. Yeah, yeah, so I, I think that's worth celebrating. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. also, you probably remember him from Bloodsport, too, Matthew. I know you yeah. Yeah. bring yeah, that yeah, up yeah. a lot. <laughs> well, and once we get to our Bruce Lee arc, he's going to yes. be future prominent. But yeah, so, I, I, he's so awesome as this judge. It, it does need some kind of like fun, like John Debney romantic comedy score, like... I don't know to kind of like the score is really cool in this movie. So I'm I actually okay. You um, mentioned the score, and I really like the score. Yeah. It, it it has like Turbo Graphics sixteen like <laughs> CD like RPG like a Falcom soundtrack. Like it mm-hmm. sounds like a 
town theme. Like most of the time, it sounds like really cool CD Red Book audio town theme to me. <laughs> so I'm like super well, into I, it. I'm sure a lot of those early Red Book audios probably used literally the exact same synths oh, as we're yeah. coming out in in the late '80s. Good point. So. Good point. Yeah. So okay, after the scene, we basically uh, get the establishing like conflict in this movie. So you see uh, Dini Yip. She plays a character. I think her name is just Miss Yip. And um, yeah. a lot of the characters in this movie are just kind of the the actor's name and something a little different. Right. Like, so I think it's Jackie Lung. Yes. Jackie's and stuff like that. Yeah. I, except for a standout name in this cast. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> um, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, she is meeting with a uh, Yoon Hwa's character who is also. Yeah. His name is Hua. And um, so she runs a fish farm. And she's got a conflict with the owner of a chemical plant who's Yunwa owns this chemical plant because it's poisoning the waters to her fish farm. So this turns into a conflict that needs to be settled in court. So Yunwa hires Jackie Lung, the lawyer, to represent him and he kind of tasks him to like kind of dig up dirt on uh Dinia. So that's what prompts him to contact a couple of his friends to kind of do like this kind of shady business. So Jackie's character is aligned with the enemy and um, these are our protagonists, but honestly, they don't really feel like protagonists outside of us being familiar with these stars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, yeah, and it's cool. Really they actually have like character development, yeah. <laughs> which is which is pretty neat because... In these movies, a lot of times the only development is from like naive, unexperienced guy to cool kung fu guy. So it's neat seeing them go from like bad person to not as bad person. Yeah, you know, it's kind of a it's kind of a neat yeah. progression. No, that's such a good point. Um, and also, uh, it's I th- I th- I think another thing that reminds me more of like nineties area. 90s era Jackie is we don't really need to justify his martial arts prowess mm. um, in, his, yeah. in his character. Um, and that I think that's part of this kind of like fun tone. It's, you know, it's definitely more serious than the Lucky Stars films, um, but it's still fairly tongue in cheek and really breezy uh, pace wise. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, and I think part of part of it, too, is it's this is what you get when your actors are amazing martial artists is you don't really have to sell much. It's like, well, they just did that thing. So I don't know how they know how to do that, but it's not a special effect. They do it, you know? And so I think it's really smart in that opening sequence with Jackie, um, that we get into action right away. So we're not going to be hung up on that at all. Yeah. And then they do a little bit of hung. We next scene we get. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Wong Fei Hung. Yeah. Yeah. As Wong Fei Hung, which is, which is funny. So and they great. just kind of say that and then just don't, they don't dwell on it at all. It's like, oh, yeah. his name's Wong Fei Hung. Sure. Um, but he's, and he's like an arms dealer. Um, yeah, but it's and, like, it's like fake guns. He, he makes yeah. a point to tell them, yeah, it looks real. It, you know, fires and yeah. makes noise. <laughs> so I think that's pretty funny. Yeah. And he has, it, he basically gives them machetes so that they can try to jump him and he can show off that he's a, that he knows kung fu. <laughs> yeah, right. The um, the plot drives the action. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's whenever he gets in contact with Jackie with this amazing 1980s cell phone. Oh, dude, it's mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. I Love do really enjoy in this fight. It's so short, but it just 
so perfect. This is also a moment where I feel bad for Stuntman. Whenever you let Samo do a full rotation on a kick, oh yeah, you know you're in pain. <laughs> dude, it doesn't. It's it's it's. I just feel so bad for this yeah. dude. <laughs> also love the lighting in this scene. It's just like that soft light, um, natural mm. light coming in through the yeah, windows. Yeah, like this little really shack cool. thing. Yeah, cool, cool. So uh, he gets a phone call from his friend Jackie, and Jackie wants to enlist him to kind of find out about this uh fishery and uh you see a kind of a comedic scene where uh Deanie's kind of putting the hose to some uh yeah you know, yeah businessmen that are trying to i, I don't yeah, know buy her out i guess meet her character yeah. yeah so i really enjoy her side of things where it's like you know she's the owner of this place and she takes pride in it and you know this is something she's willing to fight for so i think that's mm. pretty cool and I love that she says on several points that she's like, she's really rich. Like she has a lot of money and like she would be just fine buying them as they would buying her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that's awesome. Um, then next scene, we get introduced to, to Yim Bu's character. Um, and from the, right from the jump, you're like, not a hundred percent what's going on. <laughs> yeah. You almost think that he's breaking into a place, but then it turns out that it's actually his place and you think Jackie's breaking into it. And mm-hmm. he lives under a giant red Kodak sign. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah. Which actually kind of reminded me of that uh, episode of Seinfeld where the Oh Kramer. The Kramer yeah. and the, the part has the big chicken sign right outside the window. Oh yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah. And, and you got to just love Yun Bu's apartment. It's like so weird. And, mm-hmm. um, he, uh, most memorably he has this like tubing, um, that's his yeah. aquarium. So there's this actual goldfish swimming yeah, through this swimming tubing around. is really, um, great shot of Jackie kind of like walking along in awe. Um, mm-hmm. And, and he, and, he br- yeah. he's brewing the coffee by holding like a lighter up to the bottom of the kettle. Yeah, that's pretty great. I'm, my favorite gag is definitely the gigantic light switch. The giant light switch. Oh, yeah. man. So that's that's so funny. And yeah, like we said. <laughs> that's that's, so, be, that's yeah. such good framing because you, cause oh, you dude, think totally. that it's the light switch is really close to you. And then he hits it. God, that's so good. It's like a Mel Brooks <laughs> joke. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, for sure. I mean, that's the crazy thing. It's... um. Just that, that there are so many memorable kind of moments in the movie, and they're not all action. Um, and definitely not to diminish the feat of putting together this kind of action so quickly. Um, but, you know, this is kind of the specialty of these performers. So it's like, you know, you give them like, okay, one week to make an amazing uh, sequence and like pretty much don't sleep. And, um, they'll find really inventive ways to use the environment. They'll come up with choreography you haven't seen before. But yeah, we do also have these really great comedic beats. Um, yeah, and they all seem planned. They don't. Yeah, I don't get sure. the same energy that I was getting from the Lucky Stars films. Yeah. Anytime there's a comedic sequence, that actually most of the time it involves action as well. You get a real sense of it being orchestrated and laid out like a, like yeah. a, a game plan. And yeah, it, there's it, no wasted space in the mm. movie. Like it, it moves at like a pretty consistent pace and um, you know, it's kind of one memorable scene after another. 
Yeah, Yumbu's character is a little unhinged, but like you said, he has these kind of morals and these very passionate feelings about certain things. So Jackie's trying to convince him to plant a bug in uh, Miss Yip's apartment. And it almost seems like he's listening, but he's not listening because he asks him like four times, like, <laughs> what are you doing here? What do you want me to do? Yeah. <laughs> and that turns into a joke in itself. But um, he also has these things like, are you sure you want to ask me to do this? Like, is this really a thing? And like, <laughs> there's like deep, meaningful things that matter to him. I think, yeah, later on when stuff gets to re- the other comedic scene that I really love is their first date and oh, the so apartment. Good. There's a line that he says that I really, oh, I wrote it down. Uh, he, he says to Jackie, and this is in the dragons forever. I mean, it, it's, it's in the uh, Hong Kong legends version it's subtitled like, is my future of any importance to you? <laughs> I think that's such a profound line. It's so good to me. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> but it's kind of fun to see this character, how he's like wild and crazy. But at the same time, it seems like if you stop and listen to him, you'll you'll feel something profound. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So continuing with Jackie's plan, I guess he's it's kind of a two-pronged approach if for... Samo and and you view just in case one doesn't work. Um, Samo literally moves in next door to Dini Yip's character, and uh, there's like a, a brief little. Scene He's so the, cute the in his little he, suit. <laughs> yeah, he is. Damn, I love that suit. That that mm-hmm. kind know, of muted man. blue with the red tie yeah. looks really nice. Um, but I this gets me to another point is that I feel like his chemistry with Dini in this film Dude, is really, so good. really good. And it does yeah, a lot to sell that, that relationship. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's probably the first age appropriate relationship that <laughs> Samo's had in a movie that we've seen. Yeah. It's very endearing. Yeah, That's probably true. Even though yeah. it's based on this kind of, you know, con, you never mm-hmm. get the sense that, I mean, besides him wearing a ridiculous radio shack headgear, <laughs> you never get the sense that he's really <laughs> trying to be devious yeah. about uh, trying to find things out. Well, and like Matthew said, it does give these characters a little more arc than um, than we'd get kind of in our uh, typical, you know, Chinese New Year film. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so Dini is, oh, Miss Yip is with Pauline, who is the basically the star witness in her case, but also yeah. her cousin. She's like a, uh, I don't know, She's like, like a, a biologist or something Yeah, like something that. like that. And Jackie's already made a pass at her earlier in the movie. Yeah, that too. He's very carefree about um, talking to women. (laughs) When you first kind of see him walking down the hall, he's asking multiple women out (laughs) to lunch Mm -hmm. in front of his assistant, no less. Um, But uh, as they're in their apartment, you also see uh, Yoon Byu's character kind of breaking in. um, In this amazing sweater. Oh, oh yeah, dude, so good. like his outfit. I think I wrote down that his outfit. He looks like how like a tokusatsu hero looks like before they transform oh. into like the heroes. <laughs> Perfect. Like, I love like, it, and I love because oh, like he's man. still doing the flips and stuff, but he's wearing like this super of the era outfit. Yeah, oh, dude, so great. That's so good. Um, you catch a bit of a Missy Ips conversation with um, Pauline Ying's character she's trying to convince her to go out with Jackie so she can like have her inside person in this situation, which is great. But he, uh, 
he breaks in and he's trying to pick a spot. I love the jump behind the couch. He does this thing where he oh, dude, he so leaps good. And, oh, that's so and tucks good. and then he spreads out to land. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so well, it's great, like how they get to like play it both ways, where you're getting all this amazing Yunbu acrobatics that if you've ever seen them in a movie before, you just want more. Um, but it's also really funny because it's like unnecessary, um, <laughs> but it doesn't make it any less amazing. I don't know. Yeah. It's so, so cool. And I love like him trying to figure out where to like plant this bug that has a super prominent antenna and where he yeah. finally puts it inside this um, flower vase. It's yeah, it's great. Yeah. yeah and just then is when Wong Fei Hung shows up and yeah. <laughs> starts to fight him and this is awesome he's like super slippery so he's just trying to hold on to him the whole time and mm-hmm. um yeah uh Tung Tae Biao the the Yumbu's character's name he's just slipping and you know, twisting it's perfect <laughs> oh, it's so great man yeah. and yeah they're both in sweaters and it's like Samuel's character is trying to like pull on Yunbu's sweater and oh man so good and a perfect comedic end to the scene where Miss Yip just slams him with the vase that he tucked the, the, the <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> so then uh, Jackie bails Yunbu out uh, and, and it's like uh, trying to figure out what to do with him after that. I love um, uh, his... Uh, Yumbu's character is saying how he like can't breathe in jail, like he'll die. And then there's the yeah, moment yeah. where they're leaving, and he's like, "Let's take the elevator." He's like, "I can't breathe in elevators. I have to go downstairs." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so funny because Jackie's trying to hide, like hide him basically from being. Yeah, he's trying uh, to not yeah. show that he they know each other because the ladies are showing up. Yeah, yeah, and then and then the uh, Miss Wynn, the, the Pauline's character, uh, asks him out and. And I love that they don't go to a restaurant. They immediately go to Jackie's apartment. <laughs> yeah, yeah nice. smooth, dude. Like, moving moving a little fast there. Yep, um, and he, he's trying to get close real quick, too. I love mm-hmm. his little play on having her sit next to him. Yeah, yeah. and Jackie's so dressed up. He's, like, in a suit mm-hmm. at home for the state. Um, yeah. And they're, like, yeah, sipping champagne. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, this is, this is one of my favorite um, kind of non-action sequences of the movie mm-hmm. i know you alluded to it earlier carlos but this just i think super works and it's just <laughs> super funny yeah immediately things start to get complicated for him so he receives a phone call and it's yun Bu, and he, he's saying hey man i'm i'm here he's like oh, what <laughs> <laughs> he's like i'm gonna come out if you don't come in here i'm gonna come out he's like all right all yeah. right all right <laughs> so he calms him down and there's this little back and forth where she's she's very patient, you can tell. But I, I think yeah. this is kind of like what you were saying, Marty, where it's like, I kind of feel like she doesn't show enough expression in these situations. Yeah. And I think that that's definitely there's an intention to it. But also like throughout the whole film, when you would think she would show a little more emotion, she just kind or, of has I mean, a like, Or imagine like face. Rosamund Kwan in this part. It'd be like amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Sure. This is where he says that line to him. <laughs> he's <Yeah>. like, <laughs> I love it. It's That's so funny. So he's yeah. like just about to calm him down. And then Jackie leaves and he sees, uh, Yunbu sees her outside as the door opens. So then <laughs> it's like, that's bad enough, right? I'm trying right. to be on a date with my 
with this girl i'm trying to impress and then my crazy friends here and then samo yeah and then samo walks like, in hey man <laughs> and he's he, he's like oh yeah i found the i found the key under the mat where it always is yeah and insinuating that he's done this before right um so- so now he has to hide too. Yeah, and that's really funny. The the amazing lamp. gif with the, the lamp. lamp. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, so yeah. good. And, and he then, has this uh, like your expression or something. Yeah. And then he has to. He tries to hide him in this like this closet, this like covered closet kind of thing, and or like so, yeah, kind of thing. just like fat joke of the How closet. How yeah. perfect like, is that? Yeah, <laughs> the good. timing on that is perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And the little waddle when he's covering him up with the the coat. Oh man, love that! Yeah. So he finally so then he gets yeah, yeah both of these guys. Yeah, he the puts them away. Or whatever. And I love this. So like the honestly, Jackie messed up because like he's setting all these different <laughs> plans, but he never told these guys that they're part of this plan together. You know? Yeah. So, but I mean, I'm I'm not mad at that because it creates this scenario. <laughs> yeah. And I love Yeah, Samo ends up in the same room as you and Bu, who to all the Samo knows is that this is a guy that robs places. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so then starts this amazing fight with the two of them in the room. Um and this this is the the very Kung Fu Three Stooges whenever Jackie goes in there to to calm them down. I love oh, the, amazing moves. the moment when uh, Wong Fei Hung realizes he sees the silhouetted figure back there, and then it comes into view, and you see that it's him. And uh, it's so fun to me. <laughs> the energy behind that is perfect. Yeah, and I love like we kind of it's like we pick up right where we left off with the the Samo and Yun Bu fight from you know ten minutes ago or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, just this added thing that you're trying to like hide it, and they're literally throwing each other against the wall. Um, so Jackie's date is like, huh, I kind of think I heard something. Yeah. Um, so we get all these awesome excuses for Jackie to like come back in, try to break up the fight. I like when they're holding each other and they're like a one big pretzel. Yeah, Yeah, that's really good. My favorite moment is there's a moment where Samuel gets a hit on Yumbu and then he stands back and is laughing about it and then he gets hit. (laughs) That's, That's really funny. Great. So Jackie eventually just tells her to, to to go home, and this is the great bit where he every time she like forgets <laughs> so something good. at the door, she comes back in, and Jackie has like a new bruise or bleeding or something. <laughs> yeah. where he answers it. I love when he's like, "Bye bye." <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I just the I'm. It's gonna take a lot for me to not make like thirty gifts just from this scene. <laughs> oh, there's yeah, so sure. many amazing hits of, of all of them. When um, they each punch each other in the nose and then they all have oh, the reaction. So good. So, so, so good. <laughs> so then they, they, they finally calm things down, go to a go to a bar and get a nice tall glass of milk. Dude, and this is just like <laughs> gift central too. Uh that mm-hmm. opening shot and Sam is so smart to just have it kind of linger on them for a while. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, here's our trio at the bar. And yeah, I gotta say I think it uh, them so pushing themselves to kind of break tradition and play against type, I think really, really serves the movie well. Cause it's um, when you see this trio here at the bar, it's like, God, these characters are so crazy and weird. Um, and I think it just keeps, it keeps like this momentum going in the movie. Um, and uh, yeah, Man, can't say enough about it. But yeah, we actually get to break into a pretty awesome action sequence here in the bar. Um, 
Yeah, because not long after Yoon Wall walks into the bar, I guess this is the, the where the crime guys go to, to drink after work. Yeah. And I don't think uh, we've mentioned, but and, yeah, Yoon Wall, like his secret weapon in the movie is this giant cigar that he's just like playing yeah. with constantly. It's <laughs> secret so weapon. Fun. Nice. That's good. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he sees Jackie and is like, oh, yeah, you can come, <laughs> come eat with us. Uh, and then these guys try to uh, dick way actually with with some uh, people come in and and start some start some stuff and yeah there's a there's like a rival gang that you don't really see too much about yeah. in the film but uh, nevertheless this is all also heavies <laughs> so uh, Dick Way's here and you know we've got so at the beginning James Tien uh, had Philip Kofe. Uh, as one yeah. of his henchmen and then when he gets kind of adopted by Yunwa. Yep. And that kind of gives me one of my favorite moments in this sequence during the fighting. He's basically <laughs> he's like protecting shielding him. Yunwa. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, hey, it's basically like uh, I guess when all this COVID stuff is over and we can go to concerts again, that's like my experience at a concert always. <laughs> like, I'm Yunwa behind like, hey, you're, somebody. Hey, you're else. blocking my way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah. the uh, short Billy sequences Billy has some here, nice but... sequences in, in here, too. Yeah. I, I, I love Jackie and Dick Way again, of course. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They use the... There's all these, like, kind of handlebars, and you know, it's it's almost like a, a nightclub, but it also has, like, playground It's like a Saved aesthetic. by the Bell bar, honestly. Yeah, like... yeah. So they utilize <laughs> all of that. Of course, you're going to have a fun and glass table. Of course, mm. you're going to have somebody falling right on their neck onto something. You're like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. Another one of my favorite moments is when Wong Fei-hung is beating up one of the goons and he's telling him, stop fighting, stop fighting. But he's mm-hmm. destroying him while he's saying that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like in the in the dub, he says, be nice, which, oh, which nice. I like, that, that's funny. Yeah, and so Jackie, Samo, and Yunbyu handle everything themselves, basically. And mm-hmm. I like that uh, Yunwa's character basically is like, hey, I'm glad you're on my side. <laughs> you guys can fight pretty good. Man. And then we have, like, this is one of the shortest cameos in recent memory. But we actually have uh, Lolia as, like, a, like, the ultimate boss of this rival gang. Right. And, um, I mean, if you never... We have just, like, a quick walk and talk with him. Yeah, if you hadn't seen it before, you'd be like, wow, this is probably setting up a finale. That's going to be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the only scene that he's in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and this... then we get to probably our second most memorable... Uh, action set piece after the finale, I'd I'd say. I yeah, I would I would agree with that. Yeah, Jackie's trying to kind of make up his for his uh, previous shenanigans um, by taking Miss Wynn to this restaurant on a boat out in the out in the bay. And it, actually, it's funny. I realize in both of these cases, a lot of the craziness happens whenever uh, Wynn has to use the restroom because because oh, that allows yeah. Jackie <laughs> totally. to be by by himself and. Um, and that's in this whenever he gets jumped again by by the goons by Dick Way and his that's interesting his boys. You know, you could almost uh, this might be reading too much into it, but <laughs> let's let's do it because uh, this uh, this whole yacht sequence was like all Jackie and the NGs. You can even see the clapboard, and it's like directed by Jackie Chan. This is like his unit. Um, 
it's interesting, like what we said earlier about uh, Samo always finding cool action moments for leading ladies, even if they don't have a martial arts background. Um, I would say that Jackie's films aren't as known for that. Um, so, I mean, it could, who knows, it might be random or just be, could be some kind of force of habit. Jackie's like, okay, yeah, let's yeah, get, find get a way to get your out character of here, out of here <laughs> and then we're going to yeah. mess mess shit up um yeah <laughs> what there's something that, that uh that must have been the only uh kind of sad thing about watching the ngs is you re- it's like oh if only would it, we would have had a mic like recording what's going on mm-hmm. there's uh, several ngs where jackie is just cracking up um <laughs> yeah she walks to the bathroom yeah there's yeah. the moment where in the film the line is that typo who also, if you see Typo, yeah, you know he's up to no good. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so um, he's escorting her to the restroom and he says to her, it's something like, well, there's nobody here on this boat. So if you'd like to use the men's room, you can use it. So you can imagine in the NGs, he's probably kind of playing on that joke. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're yeah, they're yeah. all getting a kick out of it. Yeah. But um, yeah. Oh, and then we cut to a couple speedboats coming with just an amazing gang of baddies. It's like, how is this possible? Yeah. Um, so we have yeah. Har Kong Fun. We actually have Yun Chung Yan. It's like, mm-hmm. so I've been doing a lot of like temp jobs lately. And so sometimes I'm, I'm picking up something that's just for like a couple days. It has to be what's going on oh, here. Sure. Um, Cause you don't <laughs> often see any of the Yun clan kind of um, brought into like the Sam Jackie stuff. Um, so yeah, kind of cool. He's, He's here just to kind of get kicked a few times by Jackie. Yeah, the other then, face that I recognized was Wang Yu, who is the um, the son in Executioners from Shaolin. You see yeah. him in this oh, scene, cool. and he he he's literally only in this scene in the film, but he's got some meaty action in this sequence, and he's riding on a boat with uh, Lao Garwing. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then we also, um, <laughs> which yeah, this who is, else is in there? this is very dumb, yeah. and I might not even put it in the episode, but. Uh, Kung Pao is on uh, YouTube for free right now. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Um, yeah, and the um, one of the characters from like from from the movie that a lot of the footage is from that movie is Lao Garwing. Oh, <laughs> oh, nice. nice. I he's the he's Wimp Blow. He's the the one they trained wrong as a joke. Oh, okay. Um, oh, I have sweet. this kind of. It's really funny. I don't know. I don't know how this film is that film's regarded within Hong Kong like fans, but mm-hmm. I kind of have like this love hate thing with it because it's like, sure, it's, I get that it's funny, but it's also mm-hmm. kind of just like taking the stuff that I like and just making fun of it the whole yeah. time. So I oh, sure. I haven't seen it in like since yeah. it first came out. So I don't you know. know. Yeah, I, I think that. it's I think a lot of it come a lot more of it comes from a place of like. It's just like just it's silly and poking fun more than isn't this stupid? Yeah, I gotcha. Think at least. Yeah, yeah, I, I, um, I mean, and I like stupid stuff, so I, I should probably revisit it. But I and just remember back then being like reflexively my, uh, put off by it. My favorite way I heard a person describe it was seventy percent of the movie isn't funny or good, but the thirty percent that is good is so funny that it makes it worth it. Oh, nice. <laughs> it makes it worth watching. <laughs> That's which cool. I, I, love I think that. I I think I'd agree with That's that. That's cool. Um, yeah. One of the additional uh, stunt men here is Chung Fat. Oh yeah, Chung Fat's yeah. there. No, yeah, no yeah, mustache. I so no I won't. Mustache. I won't forgive you for. Uh, well, not it's not, including... it's not 1985 anymore. That was the 1985 mustache, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but yeah, this is uh, 
just an incredible Jackie mm-hmm. Chan sequence. And uh, I mean, you can feel that this is, you know, the Jackie Chan stunt team firing on all cylinders. Yeah. Um, and yeah, incredibly memorable moments here. Great use of the environment. Um, very close quarters here on this yacht. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, again, this feels like a scene that you, you'd you see, you know, three or four years later in one of the Jackie hits. So, mm-hmm. so great. I always like seeing Jackie where he has to fight. A, well, obviously, he, I like seeing him fight a group of dudes. But also when they're when they all have weapons, he has to be really <laughs> creative with mm-hmm, defending yeah. himself. And there's a really fun moment where he's hiding behind a bar and he, he's gotten one of their like metal bars and he's just oh, ready typo. yeah it's typos like behind him twerp. and he doesn't understand that he's on the opposition side and he just yanks it the moment that before he swings and yeah yeah, yeah the, the way that that plays out is perfect i love that moment yeah. so much there's a great where he jackie rolls onto a chair and then keeps rolling over the chair it's hard to describe i'll definitely make a gif of it yeah, um, and and the the huge stepping the huge kick. kick that just launches yeah. Dick Way yeah, out of the boat. So great. Yeah, it's yeah, it, and it's then really love that good. beat with like Tybo is like, I'll yeah. jump in yeah. the water. Now. Yeah, I'll, I'll just go myself and jumps in. Yeah. <laughs> so next we get to revisit uh, Samo and and Dini, uh, who are kind of having competing uh, relaxing habits on their porch, which is funny. He's he's doing Tai Chi and she's watering her plants um, while they're both kind of like trying to spy on each other. Yeah. Yeah, that's cute. And he's yeah, trying like to he ask said, her Carl's, out. Their chemistry is just awesome. Yeah, he, he's trying to ask her out and she's like, nah, I'm not going to do it. And he's like, well, yeah. I'm going to be there anyway. So um, yeah. he he goes out to dinner. When she has that cute lot because she's asking about. She's like, something like, I don't trust you because of the scar. And he's like, mm-hmm. well, consider the scar part of my nose. Like. You know, my lips don't lie or something like that. <laughs> and I, I think, it, I, yeah, that's the scene where she says something like, men only care about girls and food or something, or or <laughs> movies. Like, they only care about girls and movies, which I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> Dude, not totally she's... wrong. Not Yeah, great. <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and it's funny that she says that because this next scene is a very rom-com kind oh, of totally. scene. Because it's that night at the place where he said he would meet her. And, of course, she she showed up, too, and is, like, trying to spy on him. From a distance. And, and from he a distance. looks, like, so sad in his yeah. cute little outfit. And he's, like, alone <laughs> at this dinner table. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like how it's, it's shot, like, from the binoculars or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he, he comes out with a megaphone and is, like, following around it's like addressing her and saying like basically i know i know that you love me stop like stop trying to hide yeah. it or whatever um it's cute and but it, she's playing is, this like cute. hard it's, to get like thing and you know she's yeah. she's really trying her best to i guess hold the power in and whatever mm-hmm. their relationship is yeah <laughs> And I love that that whenever he says like you in the black fur coat, and then she throws the fur coat off. And <laughs> yeah, she's like oh, so you in the gray scarf, and she throws a scarf off. Yeah. So yeah, after that cute. plays out, we get a little kind of lovers montage of mm-hmm. uh, both couples. By now, you see yeah. uh, Jackie and um, yeah, what's her call name? May. When Mei Ling. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Win. Yeah. They call her Miss Win a lot in the. In the and then dub. we have kind of the title song of the movie. Um, which yeah. I think it's Jackie and Anita Mui singing. Yes. Is that right? Right. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. I wanted to talk about this because whenever I did, uh, what's the word? Whenever I did Shazam for the song, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was able to find the song Dragons Forever, and it's called Dragons Forever. But the like the image and the like the album that it says it's from, I know can't be right because it pulls up a thing. I think I posted it in the group that mm. it, whenever I looked it up, it said, Oh, it's dragons forever by John Peter. And it's this, the album cover is like this white dude <laughs> in the background. And there's like a woman like in bondage in front that's of it. Jackie Chan's actual form. Um, <laughs> dude, that's so weird. It's really strange that takes you back to kind of like the peer-to-peer file sharing horribly misnamed um yeah titles and stuff yeah legend of zelda by system of a down (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's crazy oh my god oh man but yeah i think so this uh the song i believe music is by michael lai and Mm -hmm. i think it's michael lai and james Mm -hmm. wong that um yeah kind of did uh, composing duties for for the movie and yeah and some great melodies confusing. throughout the movie john I peter i did look up john peter or i tried to obviously that's a, not the not the most seo friendly name but um apparently there's a big bollywood composer named john peter who's like indian oh, wow. from india which is it's obviously it's not him but it's it's a weird one so hmm. anyways just be aware of that if you see it it is the right song just you know sure what the deal with that cover is <laughs> i've encountered that before though with shazam mm-hmm. where it's like i feel like it's like i mean similar to a lot of the information we try to find with all these hong kong films like sometimes misinformation spreads and then it's kind of like a germ that goes into different areas and it becomes the prominent information that you find so i rem- i think it was an angel iron angel oh actually tying this film to that uh the real high maintenance angel when they introduce her she's singing in a club and she was singing a dini song I forget oh what it was. that's right that's right yep and there's another connection to angel that i can i'll, I'll bring up when we talk about the finale of the film <laughs> yeah. too yeah but yeah I, I totally get you. you you know we try our best to find this information but sometimes you really gotta jump some hurdles to find the right stuff because there's a lot of bad information out there and i think i mean part of the reason why we enjoy doing this is digging up the right information so um mm-hmm. hopefully we're helping yeah, spread totally. the good stuff and not the bad stuff yeah yeah <laughs> also in the uh we get a scene with uh samo and dini and in the dub uh, Samo's character, um, it, they do call him Wong Fei Hung at one point in the movie, but uh, Dini refers to him as Sammy, which I thought was cute. Oh, oh that's um, cool. <laughs> and she, he refers to her as Betty, which is well, <laughs> sure. I guess Betty, Betty, yeah. and uh, whatever her her name in the I forgot what her name in the original audio is. I guess it just lines up with the mouth movements or something. Yeah, right. the, it's. The, the, them them fishing at night is real cute scene i think it is yeah that's cute um there's an i, I mentioned the interview with uh benny the jet and actually there's a couple of uh podcasts that have interviewed him in the recent uh, like last couple years which was really cool and i forget if it was in uh kung fu movie guides 
episode or Kung Fu Drive-In, but um, he's talking about working with these guys uh, in Wheels on Meals and in Dragons Forever. And one of the things I remember is he calls Yumbu Bobby. So I don't know if that's the name Billy, they told I think him. Billy, he calls him? Yeah, it was one of those. Like he's, yeah, he's, yeah. He, he mentions it a couple of times. And I was like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. He, he's talking yeah, about Yeah, I think there was a period of time. I feel like we talked about this once. I can't remember. Heart pusses <laughs> yeah. and then it dropped. No. But um, I, yeah, like Yunbyu, uh, I think. Spoiler, tried... spoiler listeners, I'm not going through the past yeah, 77 yeah, episodes. <laughs> yeah, oh, I might do that. <laughs> no, dude, please don't. Yeah, he turns out it was like never mentioned. Um, I think there were actually like two attempts at least of trying like an like a anglicized um, name for Yunbyu, and I don't think they ever took. But I, I want to say Billy is the one that he preferred. Hmm. Um, so it's interesting that he must have. Um, yeah, introduced himself that way to Benny. Because you're right, it's it's at multiple places where Benny calls him that. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, I guess Bew, Billy, I guess. I, I can see that. Yeah. Billy Yoon. So the, the next scene... That's not a bad name. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> The next scene that we have is of uh, uh, Jackie and when in they're kind of cooking dinner and the lights go out and then what you oh, find this out this is adorable jackie like dancing with the spoons yeah yeah that's really yeah. cute and then yeah she busts out some juggling which is like oh nice she's got some yeah i like she juggles and then he immediately throws another thing for her to juggle and she drops it yeah it's, it's pretty jerk move <laughs> can either of you guys juggle i i can uh, if like i try for, really like hard five seconds yeah <laughs> okay actually i actually did uh, a couple years ago i was like i'm gonna learn to juggle why not? Oh, cool, man! So I can I can juggle. I need to. I haven't practiced in a while, but okay. My wife always makes fun of me whenever I do it. She's like, "Oh, you're so cool juggling." Nice. So I have a gift request of you juggling. Oh boy. Okay, I can do that. I can do that. Nice. Um, but uh, the lights go out in the middle of this uh, sequence, and you find out that Yumbu's here in the um, deleted scene <laughs> that they. Uh, the the second deleted scene happens right before this and you kind of get context for it because those robbers gave uh Yumbu's character the false information to kill everyone the only way you can get away <laughs> with something is kill all the witnesses so that's yeah. why he's here in in this uh okay. situation trying to kill her all right that makes sense i, I was laughing because his he's wearing a mask where it looks like there was like postage stamps over the eyes and he punched them out like it's a really weird looking mask yeah it's yeah. kind of got like a tuxedo mask kind of look to it <laughs> yeah i was thinking it has a very uh got it from the costume store on the drive over yeah look to it but here's like the the scene where you know in the romantic comedy you've got the scene where the the, the plans blow up in the face of the the guy or the girl that's trying to set stuff up. And uh, what happens is that Yumbu being the the wild card in this situation basically just blurts out, <laughs> "You guys are the ones trying to you know do this, and yeah. you know you're you're playing these these ladies." And then they get all huffed and puffed, and they kick the guys out, and they start fighting with each other, and. Here we have just this beautiful sequence, you know, maybe only a couple of minutes of them <sighs> fighting with but each yeah, other. Just but classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 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 energy's turned up to two hundred and fifty percent. Yeah. Yeah, they're all it, they're all fighting while also trying to stop their women from leaving them while the yeah. truth's coming out. Yeah, and Dude, Jackie's if, still if got ha- the apron on from when he was cooking, which is really cute. <laughs> 
<laughs> Man. Now, I was just thinking, like, if you had to uh, select, like, five absolutely essential scenes to kind of capture what Hong Kong cinema is about, I mean, that would be a really hard task, but I feel like this would have to be in there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. It's just, and it's, yeah, there's just so much, I, so much meaning in it. I mean, especially if, uh, you know, you're like us, you, you're kind of hunger for, for more <laughs> sequences with, yeah, these three legends, but it's amazing. And yeah, the definitely watch the, uh, the NGs if you get a chance. They're just cracking up constantly. Um, <laughs> you almost wonder if that's the reason why we're kind of splitting the guys <laughs> up so much too. It's, they're just like breaking all the time. It just, mm. just goes to show like what amazing like brotherhood they have. Yeah, and it shows in the choreography as well. You know, the, the mm. sense of timing that these guys have with unreal three people you know organizing this and it it looks effortless but also it looks like the most effort that you can put because there's so much heart in every movement i really i really really love the moment where samuel raises his hand to jackie and then jackie raises and then they're kind of faking each other out like they know each other like super well so you kind of get this sense that they they don't know what to look for and it, the comedy timing of that is just mm-hmm. super perfect. I also really love uh, just a little before that, the like super smooth sweep where Samuel's going to yeah. attack Jackie, but Yumbu comes behind him with the sweep. It yeah. looks really, mm-hmm. really cool. And I love the ending where they're like, they've been fighting. They're kind of taking a break and uh, Miss Wynn comes out and says, I called the cops. You can keep fighting if you want. And they all slowly stand up and you think they're going to kind of apologize. And then they just start fighting again. Yeah, and hard cuts great. to them, the police station. Oh yeah, that's great. And uh, Jackie does this really fun, like hard commit jump kick where he's like mm-hmm. kicks to the side, but he, he lands on the ground on his butt. That looks really cool. Mm-hmm. That's good. <laughs> and definitely 100% a gif is, Whenever uh, Jackie sees Yumbu and Samo kind of making up in the distance, and he does <laughs> Dude, a big he does a so big good. thumbs up oh, to them, yes. and they both do the they both do the up yours to him. Yes, so <laughs> oh, good, so good. Yeah, because like thus far, Samo and Yumbu's character have like the most animosity towards each other. So the idea that they're making up over like a few seconds off screen yep. is so awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now we're finally setting things up for a finale. Yeah, yeah. And um, Samo's kind of standing in the way of Miss Yip's car, and he's basically confessing to him, like, hey, hey, even though this was, like, kind of a setup, I fell for you, and I'm willing to sacrifice anything. And she's like... Yeah, Samo's just... love language is, like, physical pain. Yeah. Um, so he just takes the full brunt of a wrench to the yeah. head <laughs> there's That's a rough yeah really good shot of the blood trickling down after the hit that mm-hmm. looks really convincing um yeah so he he says to her like i don't care if you sell the factory like uh you know sell the factory and give it up for charity i just want to be with you she's she's saying like even if i didn't sell it it might not be worth it because uh of this chemical plant that's in it. and he's like okay well i'll go check on this chemical plant and find out what's going on so basically setting the stage for this finale yeah what i like about their relationship is um like we said earlier samuel's character does go through this arc you know which 
kind of culminates here because it was under like shady pretenses that um that he was getting to know Dini Yip's character. But I like that um I don't know, she's getting closer to him, but she's still kind of suspicious the whole time. And so I, I think both characters kind of come out in the end like looking really three dimensional and pretty smart. The all of them all of them kind of make up and that leads us to our to our, our final showdown. Or, uh, or our three final showdowns, I guess. <laughs> yeah, oh, so uh, Samuel and Yunbyu, they head to this factory and they're kind of doing some reconnaissance. And Samuel says to uh, Yunbyu's character, that, hey, hey, if I'm not back in a little while, you know, like some... Or, you know, he says, like, we'll meet back here in like 20 minutes. So yeah. uh, what you then do is you follow Samuel getting into the factory and you see, like here are like the true heavies now <laughs> once you get yeah. there's like a secret entrance to mm-hmm. this uh production plant and he's looking around he has this kind of little spy camera situation mm-hmm. and this is really funny too you know he's taking these shots and all of a sudden he <laughs> so sees good. that there's somebody staring right back at him mm-hmm. and then it like hard cuts between these different people staring right back at him and then yeah. the and whole then place everyone in the whole plant is staring yep. at him and we finally oh, so get our first glimpse yeah, at Benny the Jet roll. here. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I wrote in my notes, "Glam Rock Benny." <laughs> yeah, oh, just totally. Because he has this this huge eyeliner. The eyeliner. And, yeah, he talks. Which about I guess was his idea, because yeah, he says that like I have like really kind of sunken eyes, and so I thought <laughs> it would like pop out. Yeah. Yeah. And the first time you see him is in front of a uh, big of at first I thought it was cocaine, but I think it's supposed to be heroin because of what happens yeah. in a minute. But but in front of this big pile of white powder. So it's, it's very, very 80s. Yep. And um, I believe Samuel and his team worked on this fight sequence. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you're right. The, the crowd kind of cuts him off and you see like some more familiar faces here. Peter Chan is kind of right front and center of this group. And um. And this is where Yun Mo pops up too. Yeah, he's like in the office, uh, as like a surveillance office. But Samuel hitting dudes is always like fun to me, <laughs> man. There's like he does this like straight upwards kick to a guy that they like frame in slow mo, and yeah. um, Benny slowly enters the fray here, and uh, I just love how sharp his his angles are like in his yeah, his you man. can see the control he's got i don't know he he's his fists look like boulders <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> um, well and what a treat that we get to have benny the jet versus sammo even for yeah you know, i was yeah. i was pumped when i saw it because i knew i knew there was the fight with with benny and jackie but i didn't know there was a fight with sammo so getting to see that like it's it's the two heavy heavies fighting against each other um, and it, it literally takes the entirety of the rest of the crew holding Samo down for, and then Benny yeah, it's pretty cold. And then, and then after that, they they tie up Samo and shoot him full of drugs. Oh, dude, and yeah, it's it's, it's rough, dark, man. And all of this is kind of cross cut with the um, with the the court case happening. Oh yeah, that's the a whole like romantic comedy like, situation. Yeah, rom com. Like what? He's like. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's like she has to say under oath that she loves me in, in order to prove. <laughs> Dude, this that. scene would be really great as like the last scene of the movie. I, I I do like that there's tension that we cut back to Jackie and he's like stuck in the in court. I'd almost like it if he was stuck in court somehow, some other way, and you could like really enjoy like 
the kind of lovey-dovey thing here. Instead of thinking of Samo passed out high out of his mind <laughs> yeah. in the factory. Right. <laughs> but we do have Roy Chow as the judge just... Yeah. Like, he... I, somehow he sells this crazy idea where it's like, yeah, you have to, like... Like I, I'll allow it basically that you have to tell Jackie yeah. whether you love him or not. It almost seems like yeah. it's out of a, a show you'd see being parodied on The Simpsons, you know, a bit like this. Oh, dude, no. <laughs> yeah. You picture Lionel Hutz, you know, oh, yeah. in the oh, same gosh, situation. Yeah. <laughs> she loves him, court adjourned. Yeah. So she does confess her love and he uses that as an out in this case saying, hey. Yeah, like conflict you know, of interest. I can't basically. do this yeah. anymore. So, uh, which the first whenever I whenever I heard that I was like, okay, they they recognize that there's such a thing as conflicts of interest, because <laughs> because so far there's been so many people that are like would get thrown out instantly in a court, because <laughs> of how how connected they are. Yeah, to the case. Totally. yeah, totally. But, so outside so of now, the the courtroom, Yumbu shows up and says, "Hey, man." Uh, you know, our dude, he didn't show up. So there's something going on at the factory. So they all go to the factory, um, even, uh, when here. So they use her for a really funny bit where they're distracting the guard that's in front of the like, secret door. And well, real quick, you said that the, yeah. the factory, when they showed the ex- exterior of the factory, that's our, oh, yeah. our connection. Sure. Yeah. Right, thank the, you. Um, so the, uh, what I noticed when we were watching this is that, this same building looks pretty iconic. It's this big gray industrial looking building, but with very bright red framing and there's like a skyway and stuff leading up to it. And I remembered this from uh, Angel that I mentioned earlier. So the 1987 film Angel uh, has uh, Moon Lee in it and Yukari Oshima and Huang Zhang Li. And uh, they're breaking into that building earlier in that film to do some stuff so it's kind of cool seeing these landmarks i don't know yeah how famous of a building this is but it's pretty iconic yeah Yeah. and then supposedly the uh so the final area inside the the lair is a set at golden harvest which is the only way i think the finale could have been done in time uh benny has a really fun story saying that he and jackie just slept there um, <laughs> yeah, because they were just working so hard. So they would sleep there on set, wake up in the morning, stretch and go back at it. But they actually, um, the set kind of, uh, served double duty because I think it's Blonde Fury. It's a Cynthia Rothrock movie. Oh, Cynthia Rothrock. Yeah. Set, um, kind of right afterwards. Oh yeah. That was a thing too that, so, um, Benny was in this film called Force 5, and this was like early 80s. I think it was 81, and Richard Norton was in that film as well. Is it, And uh, who else? Joe Lewis, uh, one of uh, Bruce Lee's students. And um, he he talks about that film a little bit, and I've, I've seen it before, and it's a very typical, like, kind of American action movie. So I really enjoy you know i mean obviously i know wheels on wheels so well and i i've seen this movie a bunch of times too but seeing how these stars are utilized in different countries like you mentioned cynthia rothrock and seeing her work in hong kong and how how astounding it is you know compared to the stuff that she would produce here in the states afterwards and it's 
kind of a similar degree with uh, Benny the Jet with this film compared to the stuff that I, I see him do in Force 5. Even in Force 5, though, you see him performing and he's outshining everyone. But, you know, it's not this choreography that you come to love from his work here. And I also really enjoy is like once the fighting breaks out in this sequence, we've got this factory setting, which is basically like boss fight playground that we've seen in so many of our um, favorite Hong Kong films. And they use every corner of this place so well. Mm. You've got scaffoldings. You've got these kind of office spaces with glass ready to be broken. And Yumbu does this awesome dive in through a glass window that's oh so good and just how he's like all his sort of gymnastic stuff on these railings yeah Yeah. and Um, and he kind of gets matched up against billy chow so you see some really great sequences uh with him and i mean not just him because it's multiple assailants which looks really really great but um even Uh, we've um, mentioned oh sorry that's okay even pauline gets her own little like kind of really cool moment which i i think yeah, reads exactly. really well she's kind reads of super well backed up to this console and she grabs the microphone like a, a set of nunchucks and does this yeah yeah really awesome sequence just short moment but it looks so yeah, good knocks philip co out yeah <laughs> it's so cool yeah i mean um i know we've mentioned it in the past but uh one of the things that's so great about this trio is um physically they're all so different in how they approach action Mm -hmm. you know jackie is probably the most balanced uh fighter character or whatever um but you know also brings this kind of like sporadic gotta get away sort of energy samo is just so powerful but it's shocking because you're not expecting it out of you know samo's build and then yunbu is like live acrobatic gymnastics Mm -hmm. um so from what we kind of understand of the making of the movie, there wasn't enough time to really like devise this brilliant plan. They're making this set and they can just kind of rely on, okay, each of these guys is going to, is going to use this set in an interesting way. Like they're different Mm -hmm. enough. There's going to be great contrast. There's, we're going to have awesome ideas and boy, do they have also that, uh, Yoon Biao thing where he does that like split, split jump, backwards yeah. over the rail mm-hmm. oh yeah oh my god so good now i you were talking about like the different people having their strength this is like a lot of movies we've watched i've said are we obviously compared to fighting games a lot and we've compared to beat-em-ups a lot this is the most beat-em-up streets of rage kind of thing oh yeah that totally. we've seen so in, in a long time because it's like it's like a final level. He has to fight it. They all have to fight a bunch of goons. One of them's the speed character. Jackie's the balance. Oh, Sambo's sure. the heavy character. Like, oh man, I love that. Love and that. and totally. even and even down to like game design bits of like the strength character can use this thing and the speedy character can do like it's it's it like you can't I can just imagine like people in Japan like watching this and be like, "Oh, we could we could put that in something." Dude, Some I, I want it, a beat 'em up like that. Like, yeah, like uh, you've got a Cody, you've got a guy, and you've got a Hagar. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's who you have right here. That would be super fun. <laughs> Damn it! I hate when you bring up cool ideas like this because I always want to do artwork <laughs> for it, and then I I'm too lazy to actually do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, Billy Chow versus uh, Yoon Byu, uh, uh shorter than the other fights, but still really amazing. I love the sequences here. 
Billy gets these really hard kicks against Yunbu and this really like great final sequence where he makes Billy do the splits <laughs> and then just gets Ooh, this kind oh, of man. uppercut kick and he lands right on his neck. Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, super good. Uh, actually, I should mention too that uh, when I was doing homework, there's a really cool uh, featurette that's uh, focusing on him as a fighter, and they show like a uh, exhibition match. Oh yeah, and that's really cool, and you get to see a lot of the um, big uh, action stars kind of commenting on him. And uh, one of the other things that I uh, read was that you know he was a, a, a an actual fighter, and here we also have a fighter with Benny the Jet, and they actually did end up fighting together. Oh, well, against each other in a real match, and uh, Benny wow. the Jet. Oh, cool! Yeah, actually beat him. So that's pretty cool to well, think Benny about. Because Benny is like, is, isn't he undefeated in all of his? Oh like, yeah. So like okay. Benny, the Benny Urquidez is like, I, for me, I feel like the martial artist, like the path of the warrior, like the path of the martial <laughs> artist, like that's actually yeah. his life. You know, he's. He's fought, oh, he, he'll he fight anyone. He also is like, I could just listen to him talk about anything. He has a very yes, strong such a nice like guy. spirituality to life and a very like kind of Zen, like master kind of energy mm-hmm. to him now. And um, I just. But I totally like non-pretentious yes. or unpretentious. Yeah. There's a very warm energy to him, but also you, you see him as this fighter and he was I basically born a fighter and i mean we've i'm pretty sure on our wheels and meals uh episode i talked about him as a fighter you know um he basically pioneered uh kickboxing and mixed martial arts there it it, it, it he actually feels like goku to me like in real life it's <laughs> <laughs> like when you hear him talk about fighting people it's like he always just wants to fight someone like because yeah. of his passion for fighting and he wants yeah. to find the stronger opponents and he he he's talked in different interviews about fighting strong opponents and then besting them but actually kind of helping them get up so they can continue fighting which mm. is like something i could totally picture like a goku like giving a yeah. senzu bean to his opponent <laughs> so he can yeah fight exactly longer. so he can really fight him that's who benny the jet really is and uh, he he also talks about wanting to fight bruce lee he actually saw bruce lee doing the demonstration uh where he did the one inch punch and that that was an inspiration to him so it's like crazy to think about these legends that you hear Mm -hmm. about these these people these were real life people that exist in our world and these are interactions that formed their future and their path in life and to see that benny got the chance to uh well he he never got the chance to spar against bruce lee because bruce lee sadly passed away but seeing that he got to express himself on film in this way is just super cool to think about and that he's spent a lot of time training a lot of people he actually was a stunt coordinator for a lot of films i don't know if a lot of people know but he actually worked on the street fighter the movie uh, which is kind of an infamous movie right like the the, like the van damme yeah he he worked on that film but he 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 worked on a lot of different movies so it's it's kind of cool to see that the passion that he had from a child growing up kind of led him to 
kind of break these boundaries and travel the world and be on film and perform this way. It's it's really cool. Well, and it's crazy to I mean yeah, sorry. No, it's it's fine. I, I mentioned these podcasts and you know, when we recorded Wheels on Meals uh, our our episode we didn't have these interviews that we have now so like i i'd highly recommend you go out and check out these other podcasts that yeah i want to i want to say uh, there was a big benir kitas interview that dropped like a few weeks after we did the wheels on meals episode yeah like, i think I, you're right i feel like yeah. i remember that dude should have um, his own podcast honestly mm-hmm. he should just have a podcast where he's just talking about life because like I oh, could do that. Yeah. Well, we'll have to extend an invitation. Yeah, as I say, no, oh, I we should gosh. try to. We should. We should shoot him up. That would yeah, be a dream. I never know. I'd be very nervous. <laughs> what's What's so crazy, and it just speaks to I think what you're saying, Carlos, which is that Benny is arguably the ultimate martial artist. I don't know if there's another case of someone that was just popped into Hong Kong cinema the way that Benny was without really any kind of crash course. Um, and his his like his debut is like on top like mm-hmm. is considered maybe the greatest Hong Kong fight ever. Yeah, um, he sounds like and, yeah, he sounds like he approaches things yeah. without like a, a a fear. Like he just wants to do things. Right. Like, like he has this mm-hmm. open mind, or it's it's like that be the water Bruce Lee concept. Mm. Um, you know, because there's plenty of stories of you know, competitive martial artists being brought into film and almost every time there's some kind of learning curve. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah, I was going to say a lot of the times, the, the first time we see these amazing fighters on film is another fighter just kicking them because they're a goon in the background. Right, right. And that's the first time we see them. Yeah. But him, the first time we see him is fighting against Jackie Chan in his prime, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, it's, I'm not sure how many lists there are of like, what's the best Jackie Chan fight, mm-hmm. but it's anytime I've ever seen a list, it's like the wheels on oh, wheels yeah. fight by like a pretty wide margin. No, or I, it's like, is it wheels on meals or dragons forever? Yeah. yeah. No, the wheels on meals fight was the first, like I remember long before this podcast, long before I even knew you guys, I remember seeing just that fight and being like, that's incredible. Like, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. And, and right. of course, there wasn't as much streaming options. So if I I tried searching how to, where I could find it, I was like, oh well, I can't. Okay, <laughs> never mind. Yeah, I think both of the fights deliver in different ways. I think for me, my yeah. preference yeah, is totally. the Wheels on Meals fight because it just feels mm-hmm. so. It's a perfect balance. Yeah, it's between, like a symphony or something. Yeah, it's like real and fake. Where it's like you see this. Yeah, kind I like of... the I like the weird setting. It's like literally in a castle, mm. and there's like the tables and stuff. Not not, not a factory. Yeah, and there's just whatever. so much drama to it. It like really builds and develops. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that I mean, as as far as kind of like you know late '80s like high stakes giant set piece golden harvest action. This is as good as that yes. gets. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like this fight here. Um, well, first of all, I love his first off. Yeah. You and you gets killed instantly, not killed. He gets knocked out instantly by, by a kick from, from Biddy. And that's something of a gift too of, of him giving a thumbs up and then falling backwards. Yeah. That, that's too good. But then once, uh, <laughs> you know, Jackie enters, then we've got this setup where 
uh, it's not only him versus Benny, but you've got Yunwa kind of poking in and out like a. Yeah, mar- I feel like he- Yunwa is like how I felt watching the fight. <laughs> like oh, he's nice. just like sneaking around, like looking at everything. He's puffing on this cigar constantly and like doing flips to get better views. Yeah, there's some cool, <laughs> almost kind of like um, Monkey King kind of energy. He's just yeah, like yeah, jumping around the stairs, and um, we get to see some of you know Yunwa's famous like acrobatic player here i love that comparison yeah he totally has that energy when he fights in and the small amount of fighting he does he uses like an eagle claw which looks really cool seeing this very traditional martial arts pose in like a very 80s like suit (laughs) it's really cool to me but i i saw him like almost like a marvel vs. capcom 2 assist like he just pops in just to (laughs) yeah you know hassle the player and then he pops right back out Mm-hmm. But the um the kind of dramatic arc of this fight is there where, you know, you see them doing these back and forth exchanges and uh, you've got Yunwa poking in and out and, you know, Jackie's put on the ropes. And I, I just I also feel like it's really cool too how kind of I mean, Benny's very more dense look to him but they're kind of comparable yeah. in size so that's uh yeah really almost like fun. identical height and it's mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know i it's hard to think of a matchup that i mean of any two like screen fighters that like has the magic of jackie and benny it's yep um, and and benny looks oh, you, you see him and you can tell that he's a fighter like the way oh, that gosh, he's yeah you know the step-by-step choreography that they do Benny kind of covers those gaps. You can see it in his eyes and you can see it in kind of his stance. He's always ready for the next yeah. step. Yeah, he's like that eye of the tiger, eyeliner of the tiger. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. He gets this huge uh, back kick to Jackie, sends him flying into uh, a box of drugs, <laughs> a wall of boxes mm. of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, then things turn up and you get that kind of iconic exchange between the two where they do like kind of five or six movements and then <laughs> step back and do the hand, the hand oh, the it's a very yeah. jackie chan thing and I, I think jackie chan handled this scene like he was the director mm-hmm. here and that's very jackie i signature. think it was split because there are some um I think there's some stretch of it that Samo's directing and some, but yeah. Okay. Well, I want to believe they also, that's kind of all hands on deck. Yeah. They also, the kind of the go along with the arc of the fight, it starts off with them taking off their jackets and their ties. And then yeah. uh, to kind of Jackie showing these means business is when he, uh, he takes off the shirt and just has the tank top on. I, I wrote he has the tank top on for the ladies. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Show off those arms. Yep. So uh, and then you Oh, and he like pops buttons, right? Yeah, he just I say. He, like yeah. Yeah, they just go flying. Yep. Yeah. Uh Yunwa establishing himself as the villain. He tosses uh when out a window and like knocks her down into like the a vat of whatever that is. <laughs> yeah, nasty. I I think I wrote nasty water. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, um, there, one of my favorite uh, line lines in the dub is whenever she finds Sammo and she, she says, Sammy, are you all right? Not really. Oh, <laughs> perfect. Oh, man. Yep. But that, uh, that's his downfall because uh, Sammo, Wong Fei Hung's waiting in the wings and he's got a syringe full of whatever they pumped him up with. And yeah. he stabs at Yunwa with it. Yeah. And they get a, like they get the a cool, a cool brief fight. Like, 
while the drugs are kind of slowly taking taking uh, effect on him. Yeah, even that short sequence with uh, Yunwa attacking Samo is really cool. There's a there's a cool camera moment where they you can see that they knew what the choreography was because Yunwa kind of does a short hop and does kind of a downward uh, punch, and the camera just tilts up just slightly to follow that and just little details Mm. like that are so cool to me it just makes uh what would be just a normal sequence that much more special Mm -hmm. but then he dies and it's it's hilarious he does these really weird twitchy eagle claw like motions and he collapses over samo and samo tosses him into a vat and then he becomes the joker yeah i was gonna say this is he he looks like he's about to transform into like a dinosaur oh that's even better (laughs) so oh dude yunwa should like mocap every dinosaur (laughs) he did actually in jurassic park yeah a little known fact (laughs) so we get back to the to the fight to the kind of uh the dramatic finale where we see benny kind of slowly getting on the ropes um, which I I love the he's been you know he's knocked out the two other guys so fast that it's like seeing him actually have like like a little bit of fear in his eyes or whatever it's just it's really cool yeah he's like getting desperate and it culminates in two yeah. big moves from Jackie well the the first big kick which I from I the love Jackie this. character yeah. yeah so uh Chin Garlock doubles for jackie for this like windmill kick to benny's yeah, chest so cool that looks super awesome it i does. i love it and i i mean yeah, yeah it's interesting great, it's like the, the great the, like slow-mo full, yeah slow-mo full followed by the full motion yeah yeah and then he gets the final the final kick into this huge like <laughs> i don't know exactly what it's supposed to be but it's a bunch of glass and metal and sparks come out of it it's really neat <laughs> it's a display case for all the fun drugs that they sell oh yeah <laughs> got to show the investors, you know. Yep. Um, and that's and that's pretty much the end of the movie because we we see them like walking out. I love that that Samo has to be the one that carries you. <laughs> yeah, he carries you in view. Yeah. Um. Or up like up to a point, it's great because oh yeah, once he sees Dinieff's character, he just tosses just immediately Yin-Vu. tosses her and tosses. Uh, it's so cool. And then um, so kind of similar to uh, Twinkle Twinkle Lucky Stars. Uh, the camera kind of keeps keeps rolling uh, over the credits here. In this case, is like all the police cars show up, and then we yeah. kind of move to almost like a like a big uh, crane shot. Yeah. So supposedly yeah. the NGs weren't ready in time for the Hong Kong release. Oh. And you know gotcha. that's probably what what happened on Twinkle Twinkle, and that's probably what happened in a couple of the other films that we've seen, where the NG omission seems a little surprising. But mm-hmm. uh, what's amazing is the ngs we do have are like 12 minutes long or something (laughs) yeah yeah Um, there's also a feature that i saw from like a japanese program that's like almost like ah, half an hour long of just um, them talking to jackie them showing outtakes and them just showing behind the scenes stuff there's a couple of cute moments where you see jackie and yumbu kind of signing some autographs and then there's like a bit where yumbu's like playing with like it looks like a fan brought their kid like a, a like a, ch- a little toddler and he's kind of playing with the kid so that's pretty cool that's cute yeah but yeah that's dragons forever it's uh, it, it this is like 
it's one of those I get I almost get scared when we watch movies like this because it's like there's only so many movies like yeah. this that we can that we can right. uh, do if, unless we you know if we don't want to back over ourselves. Right. <laughs> what, what was your experience overall, Matthew? I'm curious. Like, I really sure liked it. I think reputation. I think I'll like it more the second time I watch it because there's sure, so sure. much like it's, it's it's so dense. Everything's so dense. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's. And I think it's a real. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in a lot of the scenes. And I think, yeah, uh, another pass through it. Yeah, I think once you like, if you do like, if you watch it and just kind of pay attention to the plot, so you kind of understand why things are happening. Not that that matters too much, but I think that it helps you just pay attention to the rest of the movie once you watch it again. I think that it it works a lot better. But and, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, like. I mean, I'd say with wheel, Wheels on Meals, you know, when you think about like the plots for these movies is very weird and they they don't like kind of follow the path that you'd expect them to. And actually, mm-hmm. I watched Police Story 2 before we recorded just, you know, to keep myself fresh. And um, that movie, the plot really drives forward. And I actually oh, yeah. was really I impressed really like with it. Yeah. Watching it compared to this. So I, I do feel like the plot is kind of it kind of can it's like a counter to the action in some ways, but I, I still, yeah. I feel like the movie is actually paced really well. And I feel like the mm, action is uh, enough that it just keeps you going. It, it's, it's like a distraction from the kind of weird plot stuff that might. And, yeah, and totally. when you hear about the plot, it, I don't know, you, you'd picture that the, the, if you just thought about the plot of this film, I could picture it being like a, a Harrison Ford movie I didn't care about when I was a kid, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, a totally. lawyer. Like some kind of and, thriller uh, uncovering yeah, environmental. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, it serves the action in, in the way that it should. So I, I I hold this film really highly, and I've seen it a, a lot of times. Yeah. And it, oh, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, it never gets old for me. Uh, <laughs> well, and I, I've got to say it was a real treat watching it um, – in the context of the Lucky Stars movies. Mm. And I think what I walked away with was this sense that like Samo's filmmaking is such a moving target. I think more than any of the other uh, directors in Hong Kong during that period, um, it's clear he's, uh, he's not really comfortable just repeating himself and doing the same thing. Even if that's the mandate, say with the Lucky Stars films, he's always trying to find some new thing to to bring to the table or some kind of thing to tweak. And when he has more full reign, then he's going to make some sort of major changes. Uh, the bittersweet side of that is like, um, you know, it's not staying put for long enough to, um, to really kind of soak it all up. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, because yeah, the, the tone of dragons forever uh, is sort of unique. It doesn't exactly feel like 90s Hong Kong. It doesn't exactly feel like 80s Hong Kong. Um, but it's just this special, you know, holiday <laughs> holiday treat. And yeah, I think I'll always be excited to go back and rewatch this movie. Well, thank you so much for taking a listen to our show here. If you enjoy the show, then you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're at Heroes the Number Three Podcast and all three of them. And leave us a review on whatever you're listening to this on, like Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or whatever like that. So now it is time for a new arc. But first, we have a little a little deviation first. So, uh, Carlos, what is our training for next week? Yeah, so I, I'd consider this a little appetizer to what we're going to be covering. And if you listen to our uh, Welcome Back episode, I think uh, this will probably be another clue. 
as to what we're going to be mm-hmm. talking about. So I'm going to uh, have us look at some animation again. We're going to we're going to cover anime. I know we covered a, a bit of anime towards the end of last year, but uh, this mm-hmm. is going to be 2007's Sword of the Stranger. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, this this film's really cool. There's some beautiful some of my favorite animation out of japan this is by the animation studio bones who's covered a lot of great stuff uh that people would know uh cowboy bebop uh full metal alchemist and uh Mm. sometimes i feel like they can do no wrong and this is an example of that for me so i'm really excited for us to talk about uh sort of the stranger cool well until next week we're taking a look at sort of the stranger i'm matthew I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes 3. Remember your training. Heroes 3 is part of the Mercado Brothers Podcast Network.